Is your glass full? Are you reading that book or are you trying to get great? Where words fail, music speaks. It's the vibes for me. If it ain't plus size, it ain't popping. We chilling, so go on and fill up your glass. Welcome to the Sitcom and Chill Podcast with your four very best friends in your head. Today's topic is 2020 because, yeah, 2020. So we're talking about how we literally survived the year that tried to take us out. But oh, mm, but Jesus. So I'm going to kick it over to Nikita to tell us some lessons that she learned in 2020. What's popping, y'all? It's your girl, Nikita Chacol. Um, Surviving 2020 was, it was a hell of a year. I'm not going to even lie. 2020 was a hell of a year. Uh, lessons learned, up and downs. And, um, yeah, Surviving 2020. So, here we go. So, when the pandemic hit in 2020, I mean, it was pretty much about survival mode. And, um, you know, when it first hit, you know, the CDC gave us guidelines and, uh, you know, doc, Dr. Fauci, he gave us things to do and what not to do, what to do, how to do. And, you know, we all tried to follow those rules, but... Some people. Right, some, some people. <laughs> However, you know, I still ended up getting COVID. And I'm not going to lie, it was... Uh, a really tough time because you know in your mind you're thinking are you gonna make it what's gonna happen um what symptom are you gonna have is it gonna be severe are you gonna be on oxygen are you gonna die it's just all these things in your mind just you know running through your mind and you like what's gonna happen but thank god i survived amen and i got through it i'm healthy i'm happy and um you know, 2020 was just about surviving um, everything um, and just pretty much about survival of the fetus. And I feel like I fell on the the fit part of it. Praise yeah, God. You know, after exercising and everything. <laughs> yeah, and after I had, you know, got over it, I started exercising, trying to get my body back together. Um, Hungry，我是doing，lives，on，dancing，and，everything。我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，
shortness of breath, do you still suffer from a lot of different things? Okay, so after having COVID, well, before post-COVID, no, pre-COVID, I did suffer from anxiety a little bit, depending on what the situation was or if I got overwhelmed. But after going through COVID on the post end of that, I did find out that my anxiety went through the roof. Um, having panic attacks, all kind of crazy things and crazy feelings. But through it all, you know, I found myself praying more and I found myself um, really getting in touch with my feelings so that I don't get taken over by those um, panic attacks or anxiety attacks or whatever you want to call them. And um, as far as my health, um, I don't suffer from any residual issues from COVID. And um, I don't, I have my, I have my taste, I have my smell, I have my breathing, other than being overweight, going up, going up a few flight of stairs. But other than that, um, I can breathe great. Um, no, I have, I have all of my senses and only glory be to God to, to be able to still be here and function yes. as a human. Amen. Should. Look at the blessing. Amen. Look at See? the Lord. See how he blessing. Come on, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So, Tari, how was your 2020? How did you survive? You had a whole baby in 2020. Yes. Um, how was that for you? So, yeah, I had a whole entire COVID baby. Um, so, right when I had Grayson, we didn't know about COVID. Like, right, maybe a week or two later, like, the world went on lockdown. We're like, whoa, like, what's happening? So, Katie and I always joke, well, not me, but Katie always jokes and says that I had the world's longest maternity leave. Because I went out in February, the end of January, no, early February, and I literally didn't go back to work, like into work until this year. So like it was a huge maternity leave because like I didn't, I couldn't go to work, and that was cool. So that was a blessing. I actually got to see Grayson grow, grow and go through every single stage. And, you know, sometimes you can miss that if you're back at work soon and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I was actually able to see that, see him grow and develop and all that, like literally every stage. And I, I enjoyed that. But with that came like a bunch of like tiredness. Like we were worn out, me and Katie. Grayson had colic. And I, I literally would ask God all the time, Lord, what did I do to deserve this? Because colic, like when a kid has colic, they literally just cry nonstop yes. all the time. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm out of, I'm off work. But now we have a crying, like baby, and we don't know what to do because nothing would work for him. And like I remember, we would be like in the kit I mean in the bathroom like running water that will soothe him but we couldn't turn like a waterfall sound on on our phone because he would only want running water babies have their own little personalities mm -hmm. at like five minutes old but um <laughs> so that was that he um he had colic 
And so, of course, like I said, like the world shut down and I ended up having to have an emergency C-section. So because of that, like I wasn't able, like if I needed a break or needed to just like go for a drive or something, I couldn't do that because I had to be like still and not driving for eight whole weeks. And y'all know me, like I am an outgoing person. Like I'm always driving everywhere, going everywhere mm -hmm. all the time. Yes. So that was like super hard for me, a huge adjustment. And then even after my eight weeks were up, I still couldn't go anywhere because of COVID. So Grayson literally like hasn't met all of his family. Like he just met some of my aunts or his great aunts last weekend for his birthday. And it's been a whole year. Like that makes me sad, but you know, you just have to keep the baby safe. And, um, and your so, yeah, yeah, keep mm -hmm. the baby safe and us. Cause it is like we, we are and were like fighting an invisible monster. So you don't know like what to do, what not to do. All we know is like not to go around, not to have people over. But my mom, she came over. She helped out a lot. Like I'm super appreciative to her for that. So thank you, Mama, if you're listening. <laughs> KD has been amazing. Like he should get the Best Dad Award because he's been super supportive um, through everything. And I know that it's been hard for him because I also like with COVID came and colic and being stuck in the house came postpartum depression. And that's not something that we as moms and women should be, you know, sad about or embarrassed about. Like it just comes with the territory. Um, but I just encourage you all like if you are dealing with it i don't want to say a sh i don't say i don't want to say you're struggling with it but if you're dealing with it or have dealt with it that's okay it's fine it's a part of life and you just have to keep reminding yourself that like i got a whole little human in the world you know like looking up to me that was what helped me and i have to be my best self so with me knowing that I needed to be my best self, I for myself and for for myself, for my husband and for my child, I knew that I needed to do something for me and that something for me was reaching out. One, first, Katie brought it to my attention. He was the one that was like, so you think this may be something that you're dealing with? And I'm like, no. Because I, everything that I'm dealing with, I got a reason to deal with. I mean, I got a reason to feel what I'm feeling. But then it took me, like, really sitting back and being like, oh, dang. Like, I really am dealing with this. Like, this is something. This is real. Like, this is what I'm going through. Because my emotions would just kind of be up and down. You know, like, I'll be happy. Then I'll be sad. I'll, I'll be, like, enraged sometimes. I remember, like, getting mad at Katie. Because he could go to the gym. Like, I'm like, well, that's messed up. He, Y'all get to do everything. Here I am, stuck in the house, blah, you know, all of it. But also, once, so what I had to realize was that, or what I needed to do for me was to, one, admit that I was dealing with it. Like, come to terms with, this is something that I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. Two, like, talking about it. 
and not being embarrassed about it. Because I think in the black community, that's, that's like a big thing. You know, they always say like, don't go to therapy or not don't go to therapy, but that you can pray it off. No, ma'am. Um, postpartum depression or depression is not something that you can pray. Or they say, ain't nothing wrong with you. Right. Mm -hmm. You'll be all right. Mm -hmm. You gotta be strong. That is true. And like, I don't, what if I don't want to be strong? Like in this moment, I can't be strong. Mm -hmm. So what, like who, I need somebody to be strong for me or I need to talk to somebody to tell them like what I'm feeling like because in this moment I can't be strong. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, like come to terms with what it is that you're going through and be real about it. And then the other thing was um, going to therapy. So I started going to therapy and it helped tremendously. And I think it helped so much because it, it was, we weren't even focused a lot on the postpartum depression part. It was more of what, um, it was more of what I was dealing with before that. So we like unpacked a lot of things. And then when I tell you, like I feel so much better and all of that, like it's, it's just been amazing. And then the last thing I did, cause they would say like, make sure you tell your doctor. I'm like, what am I gonna tell my doctor for? My doctor not gonna do nothing. Um, but I did, I talked to my doctor. They wanted me to come in. And when I came in, we talked and we did like a little mini interview and she just talked to me about, or I talked to her about what I had been feeling and all of that. And she even was like, well, Tari, I don't know if you're like completely depressed or dealing with depression. You're just overly exhausted. Go back and think about the fact that like we had a crying baby for like three months mm -hmm. and then, you know, just trying to do everything else. So she was like... This is what we're going to do. So she gave me, she wrote me a prescription for um, Zoloft. I started taking those and it complete, like, I feel so much like myself. And she was like, well, you don't need it, you know, long term. You only need it for about two months. So I took that and, like, instantly I could tell the difference. Katie could tell the difference. My mom, like everybody, and I'm just so thankful to have like all the support that I had um, because a lot of people don't have support or they feel like they don't have support, which is why they don't talk about it. And then, you know, things kind of spiral. So here I am to tell you guys that it is completely OK if you um, are dealing with depression or postpartum depression. Um, you just brought a new human into the world and you know, that should speak for itself. Your body has gone through like a traumatic experience mm -hmm. and you know, your hormones are all over the place and you just kind of have to, you know, take it for what it is. But if you need help, if you feel like, you know, like this is not something that I can battle myself, myself and God and my family, like mm -hmm. if you can't do it with it, like go get medicine and it is okay to do that. Some form of professional help yes mm -hmm. medicine therapy all of that um that's why he made therapists yep and scientists absolutely so that's why he made both of those and um i'm happy to say now that like i have not been dealing with depression at all um i'm not on medicine anymore and yeah, I'm just like back to my regular little self. So for 20, 2020 for me was an, an adjustment. 
and I'm happy with the adjustment. I'm happy with what I went through. I don't have any regrets. Um, I love Grayson to death. I love my family to death. And I wouldn't change any of it. So that was my 2020. And here we are in 2021. Grayson just turned a year old. And like, we made it. The notorious O-N-E. <laughs> like, I just thank y'all too. Because y'all are super, are and were like super supportive. One last thing before I hand it over to Z. So I remember um, Nikita coming over to the house because I just needed to get away for, not really get away, but I kind of needed to get out the house because I hadn't been out the house. And we went to Walmart and I remember telling her, you know, I think I'm dealing with postpartum depression and all of this stuff and she just started crying i'm like why are you crying and she was like because my friend not happy and we both just sat in the car like crying like together and that moment like meant so much to me like now not in the moment of course because i'm not thinking about that because we're both like violent but thinking back on it's just like man like it really hurt her that I'm not my best self. So yeah, 2021, we all we got, and that's what it is. All right, so Zip, we've all talked about our 2020 experience. Let us know about yours. Let us in on your year of 2020. Um. Okay, so for me, 2020 was a year of reflection. It was a year of revelation. It was an eye-opening year. I mean, like 2020, 2020 vision. So that's exactly what it was for me. It definitely opened my eyes to some things. I mean, when you're stuck in the house with nothing to do, I mean, it definitely causes your soul to reflect, okay? <laughs> Don't do it. Okay, it definitely causes you to reflect, okay? Um, and so that's exactly what it did for me. What it caused me to do was dive deeper into my craft, which is music. It allowed me to have time to dive deeper into that. Um, because at the time, what happened was the district that I worked for, they hired someone who I really did not want to work with at the time. And I decided not to go back to teaching. I know I could have taught anywhere. I could teach anywhere now if I wanted to. But since all of that happened, it was like, no, I think I want to take my music career seriously. And that's exactly what I did. And so you had the George Floyd situation that happened. And it really struck a nerve for me. Like, really struck a nerve for me. Yeah. And it prompted me to write a song called Revolution, which is about our culture standing up for our rights and and doing what's right, taking a stand. Um, it features several different artists. My boy, Sayor G, uh, my girl, Nikita Shakur, um, <laughs> Swabo Jones, and we made a video for it, and it was directed by my girl, Ashley. Yeah! <laughs> so, it was like in that moment, I felt so good and I was like, this is what I want to do. Been knowing that I wanted to do it, but in that moment it was like, 
nah. Define like right. It was like I'm gonna stick to it. This is what I want to do, and so that's what it did. The video depicted just these amazing artists sharing a little bit of their story, stories on how they felt about the issue, the issues that are going on in our communities and in our culture. Because um, I'm not gonna say that I'm all things black, but I definitely want to see African Americans get it. I want to see us win. I want to see us on top because I feel like we deserve that. And so, yeah, like, that's what it did for me. Um, and it just made me realize that teaching kids, that's a passion. But music is my dream. And I got to go for it. I got to go for it because it's what I want to do. And it's what makes me happy. Like, a lot of people don't know that my dad wanted me to be a teacher. <laughs> but <laughs> your dad for real? Yeah, like my dad wanted me to be a band director and a teacher. But and you've lived up to that though, like mm -hmm. you did. Like you were a band director. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was great. Like an I amazing band director too. Like, so it was appreciated, friend. It was fun, and I love it. And I, I mean, I love it still. Like I, I do love it. But music studio, recording, traveling, photo shoots, video shoots. All that's all of that is what I love to do. So that's my dream. And shout out to 2024 opening my eyes to my truth and my dream. I love it. So you said you're not gonna you said I'm not gonna say I'm all things black, mm -hmm. but I wanna see African Americans win. So why wouldn't you say that you're all things black? Okay. So for me, saying like I'm all things black can kind of sound a little racist, you know, um, not necessarily coming off like that, but it can kind of sound like that. It can kind of, it will make you make a person, it can make a person feel like, well, you don't support their culture or that because I definitely like love all cultures, not racist at all, but I am, um, I, I do represent that. All things black, you know, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So you don't want it, you don't want to, you're saying you're not all things black because you don't want to sound racist. Right. But do it sound racist? No, it doesn't at all. So that's why I was shocked. That's why I was like, wait, let me say more. <laughs> Bring out my work. Like, say more. Yeah. Tell me more. Um, why, uh, as to why you wouldn't say what well, all things work. And I think like now, like where we are, it's just like you have to be, or people want to be, not have to be, but people want to be like super careful about things that they say. Because, you know, cancel culture is real. And it folks is. quick to be like, oh, she racist, you know, this and that. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, actually, I just want to see my people win. Like, that's it. That's it. I just want to see my people win and ain't nothing wrong with it. If I got to be called racist because I want to see my people win, then so be it. But my homegirl ain't racist, okay? <laughs> she most certainly is not. Speak the truth to the people. Speak the truth to the people. Okay, so Ashley, like surviving 2020, what does that mean for you? So 2020 for me... 
Um, it also was a year of reflection for me because one of the things that I learned, as I said in my apartment alone, because I'm single and childless, um, was to actually have like a work-life balance because I realized that I was like really, really feeling my days with work and all of these other things that were really distracting me from certain goals and and we would fuss at her all the time, y'all. Like all the time. Girl, quit staying at that school. Homegirl will be at school till about you want me to say it or no? I won't say it. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, y'all it seems like you're gonna bust me out anyway. Well, okay. So So she would be at school, y'all, till like ten o'clock. Like 10 o'clock. Like you could have said 8 o'clock. No, baby, because it was 10. We speaking the truth for the people. For the people. For the it's people. 10. Speak the you, truth. you will be there at 10, baby. Don't say you wouldn't. So, yes, it is true. Thank and you. that is something that I, like, realized was that I was dedicating, like, so much time to this one part of my life that it was overshadowing so much and so many other dreams and goals that I had set for myself, so many purposes and so many ideas that I had vision, so many things that had came to my mind, even things that I felt like were put on my heart by the spirit to like do. <laughs> so like as I was as we were all there and the world shut down and you don't have all of those distractions, you realize like the things that you have not really been doing or the things that you've really been devoting too much time to, too much time, things that are just getting your priorities in order. And a lot of 2020 for me was getting my priorities in order, solidifying some relationships that I had honestly neglected. Um, and then most of all, solidifying a deeper relationship with God and myself. And also, on a lighter note, the pandemic actually taught me that I can cook to sustain myself. Yes. Um, because. Thank God. As you can hear from the laughter that has erupted and the praise and the jubilation, there was a time when we were wondering if I could make cereal. Um, <laughs> Y'all yes. know I'm exaggerating. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say yes, but okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I really did because I learned, like, actually how to cook. I made mashed potatoes, which most people think is like so easy, but for me, yeah, yeah. the mashed potatoes for her is like making um, curry chicken or something because. <laughs> Ashley, like, we would not let her cook for anything. I remember one day she wanted some Rotel. We were all coming over here, over to the house. She wanted some Rotel. She was like, can we have Rotel? And the kid was like, well, no, I said, who going to cook it? And Ashley's like, I'm going to cook it. And we was like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> she had made you some tacos, right, Nikita? Baby, let me tell you about these tacos. Tell the story. I'm sorry. We ain't trying to, you know, Ooh. like. I mean, it's fine. I mean, you know, we're having a, a vulnerable moment here. And my vulnerable moment is that she couldn't cook. Is that I was not prepared. Well, okay, she, could, she could cook because people can cook, but her food did not taste it well. Was it was bland. 
Very I was like, not prepared. It was too much mayonnaise. For the prepare. I'm mad. So, Nikita is going to regale you all with the lovely story of how I made a disastrous attempt at tacos. She decided she wanted to make chicken tacos. I don't know. That meat was dry. It wasn't seasoned. I didn't understand it. I looked at it and I was like, uh, Ashley, what? What the season is? Why is it just white? She's like, I used salt and pepper, <laughs> baby. That's all you used. That's all I used. So at that time, first of all, I was like so excited because I was like, oh gosh, no, hey, Nikita and I used to be roommates. So she would always cook, or we would go places and all of that. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna cook. I'm going to get up the cur. I'm going to do it. I'm going to cook. And I was like texting her. I was like, hey, I'm cooking today. I'm cooking tacos and I'm going to make them with ground chicken. It's going to be everything. So I go and I get the ground chicken and I was like, well, I really don't see. I wasn't prepared. I told you I wasn't prepared. My seventh grade teacher used to always ask us, are we prepared? No, I was not prepared to cook to sustain myself. So I was just like, it's chicken. Chicken has a flavor. Salt, pepper. But it don't go. Chicken is just chicken. You gotta, you know, Bruce it enhance up. it. So I, I had no taco seasoning, no nothing. Mm -mm. And there I was, was no chicken tacos. And I was like, here, Nikita, I, I'm finished. Nikita was looking like, girl. <laughs> where you go to get you some food after that, Nikita? I don't know where I went. Did you go to Zaxxas? It was either Zaxby's or either, um... I know you left. <laughs> <laughs> you was like, that's somewhere. You was like, that's all right. I'm, I'm okay. And I mean, I really did think that I was doing something. I had ground chicken. I had my blue corn tortillas. Blue, stop. Can we pause for the call? Like, blue Ooh, corn tortillas? Blue Oh, it hardly had no salt on them or nothing. And then had lettuce. She had candy. I guess we were supposed to use the salt that was on the chicken for her. <laughs> okay, we can get. We're gonna get off of that. I did have kale because I love kale and it's dark green. Okay, again, who uses kale on tacos? <laughs> I had jalapenos, girl, and I had pico de gallo. Okay. You bought the pico today? Well, we know that you, we still not ready to do the up. We glad that you're did making you making mashed potatoes and things, really, but. Was, was, yeah, I ate it. sour cream? I did have some sour cream. Baby, I wasn't even thinking about that food no more. I had to get on this. So, <laughs> baby, Nikita saw that chicken and was like, mm -hmm. Ashley, chicken what? is white. What is this? I was like, it didn't need all of that because it made its own gravy. It's cut meat. It was dry. And she was like, uh-uh, this ain't, uh-uh, see, first of all, this shit. Like, nah. <laughs> and then I just, I, I'm okay, I'm finna go get me some. No, Nikita, I was like, no, Nikita, it's gonna be great. Mm-mm, I'm okay. Uh-uh, uh, what, where the taco chips? I was like, you know, we do the taco salad thing. With your blue corn chips. Not with no kale. <laughs> but, alas, 2020 has taught me. To sustain myself, I know how to follow a recipe. Yes. I can make hot wings. I can make mashed potatoes. Yes. I use go. taco seasoning now. Okay. I can cook a little salmon, a yes. little green bean. Come on. 
and Lord, I have like about five good meals that I have in my repertoire that I can cook to sustain myself. Well, thank God for 2020. Huh? 2020? 2020. The pandemic taught me one thing. That was it. Yes. And to leave exactly as soon as I get off. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's it. That's it. It is. So, Nikita, what's poppin'? What's poppin'? I'm Nikita Chacot, and I'm back. So, for 2021, um, after looking over 2020 and all of the trials and tribulations that we have been through and what we've learned today, I wanted to talk about manifestation. Hmm. Okay, manifestation. <laughs> <laughs> manifestation, that's it, yes. I want to talk about manifestations and accomplishments that I, um, through 2020, that I accomplished um, and also manifesting in 2021 more things that I want to accomplish. So... For 2020, um, although we had those treacherous times, I still accomplished a few things myself. I released two songs in 2020. I also booked a photo shoot, and out of that photo shoot, um, I did get to be featured in Luke's Curve magazine. Shout out to my sora, um, Catherine Hopper, out in Atlanta. Yep. Um, yes. She... Um, she pulled that off for me, and I really, really appreciate her. And if you're listening, Sora, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you. So if y'all are in Atlanta or wherever you are, surrounding areas, um, go look up Catherine Hopper um, Photography or Catherine Hopper Studios. I can't remember exactly the name, but if you look up Catherine Hopper, you will find her. Um, but yeah, she's amazing. And also... Yeah, I was Beauty of the Month for Luke's Curve magazine. In a Rangers. A magazine. Yes, yes. And it's a magazine that's known worldwide. worldwide. It's featured um, Rick Ross. Um, a couple more other famous people as well. Um, and yeah, I was in the month of September. I was Beauty of the Month for September. And, um, you know, I popped my ish in 2020. I kept popping. I also had um, the opportunity to perform um, at Two Hot Radios, um, one of their events in Atlanta. So, yeah, 2020 was a, a crazy year, but I still managed to accomplish some things that I set out. Yes. So, for 2021, today I want to talk about manifestation and speaking things into existence and, you know, when... What comes with manifestation is you have to do the leg work. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing the leg work to get to what you're getting to what you're manifesting, then you're not going to accomplish anything. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to be popping in everything that you want to do in your life, you have to manifest those things as well as do the leg work to get there. Mm -hmm. So, I'm gonna leave you with this poem, and it goes like this. Mm -hmm. um, the poem is by Narobu. Dorji, I hope I said that correctly, but it goes like this. Manifestation is not a medium that you can change into two or three different forms at a time, but it's the moment that you change in each event you intend to be. 
You can be the doctor in the hospital, but a husband and dad at home. Hmm. You can be a big boss in the office, but a servant in the home. Mm -hmm. You can be a teacher at school, but son and daughter at the home. You become divine when you generate compassion. You manifest into devil when you become annoyed. So manifestation is just a matter of where you are. It's not that you can become into meaning. Mm -hmm. So in 2021, you have to really dig deep within yourself and manifest those things that you have dreamed about and put in the work to get where you need to be. So I want to leave you with this last little piece. If it ain't plus size, it ain't popping. And we want you to be popping in your career, your spirit, and in your life period. Mm, teach the people today, Kida. Teach the people, Nikita. All right, so, Tari, what we sipping on? Is your glass full? So, my glass is not full. It's halfway full. Because uh, I had a little wine wine. <laughs> Zipping I did. Your glass is right there. Are you looking for your glass? Because no. you was looking over. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a surprise for the guys. Get it? Surprise for the guys. Okay. okay. Surprise for y'all. So, today is not really what, I, it's not really about what I'm sipping on, but more of what Ashley is sipping on. Blink, blink, blink. What you sipping on, Ashley? Because she came over and she was, because we have a bar in the house. It's called Bar Harris, just so you know. The bar Harris. Okay, but anyway, so we have a bar in the house. And my cousin actually just brought me this stuff back. I'm, I'm about to tell you what it is. But she brought me this back yesterday. And it's been sitting on the bar. And Ashley comes over and she's like studying the bottle. She's like, ooh, what's this? And I was like, you want some? You want to try it? Um, because we always, you know, down for making people drinks. My husband yes. is a bartender. So he like a bartender like on the side side. But, you know. <laughs> He can mix you up a drink real good. But for this one, he didn't have to do that because it's already mixed. So it's called On the Rocks Premium Cocktails by Cruzan Rum or Crafted with Cruzan Rum. And it it's the Mai Tai. And y'all, Ashley. My glass is empty. Her glass <laughs> is empty. It was full. <laughs> So is your glass full? No, because she drank it all. Because she loved it. So guys, this is our drink of the week. It is the On the Rocks Premium Cocktail Mai Tai by Cruzan Rum. I haven't tasted it, so I don't know. But I have Mai Tai. And I'm excited to try the jalapeno pineapple one that I have. Because I love spice and I love jalapeno. I mean, I love spice and I love pineapple so i'm excited to see what this gonna taste like but mm. i'm super glad that ashley enjoyed it I so did. that is our drink of the week yes, yes. come on drinks it was it was amazing it was really really good cool i'm glad you enjoyed it now she following up with a little water <laughs> now she's trying to balance it out <laughs> but um ashley what you reading are you reading people or books which one so I'm not really reading this week. I'm more watching. And what I'm watching is Lincoln Divided We Stand. 
So I'm a nerd. Fully. It's okay. <laughs> I'm a nerd fully. We all have our nerd moments. And so I really love watching like history documentaries because most of the time they tell the whole truth. And so this documentary, first of all, it is narrated by one of my favorite actors at the time, the Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us. So, it is the pure, unadulterated story of Lincoln with all of these people commenting on Lincoln and um, all the things that he went through. But, however, it is not your first grade President's Day <laughs> social studies lesson, let me tell you, be forewarned. Because it really tells the truth about him. It tells us, yes, Lincoln did, in fact, free the slaves. However, this man mm -hmm. wanted to send us on a boat back to Africa. Mm -hmm. He wasn't necessarily... He wasn't necessarily fully racist, but he wasn't our ally either. Mm -hmm. But he truly did believe slavery was wrong. It even delves into some of his like very deep personal lives, things about his personal life, his family, his upbringing. It even talks about his wife. Mm -hmm. Right? How he met her, the girl that convinced him that he needed a beard and we thank her for that because <laughs> hey listen she needed to get Lincoln elected so that we could get this emancipation proclamation so with that being said on Sunday evening if you have a little time check out Lincoln United Divided We Stand and it's a really really interesting so far it's been three episodes we've gotten from Lincoln's childhood to him rising up as a lawyer, then politician. Now he has been elected. So now we're going to watch as the country literally ripped apart. It even talks about the country ripping apart. Like the fact that mm, we thought we saw something on January the 6th. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. In the 1850s, these people were actually fighting, fighting in the Senate. Like I'm from the South. You from the North. What you talking about? You want to free the slaves? Pop, I'm going to pop you on the head. Now we tussling. Real deal fighting. And it talks about that in its entirety. All of those things. So, check it out. Again, be forewarned. It is not your first grade. Social studies lesson on President's Day. We're not going to be cutesy with it. It's the pure, unadulterated truth. It's going to tell you about Lincoln and everybody else. But you will come out with a better appreciation for the progress that our country has made and the progress that we as black people have made. It is truly, truly a story that will inspire you as we continue to thrive and survive. So with that being said, zip, since we're talking about surviving and it seems like that is the vibe. Tell me, what are we vibing on this week? I think I want to vibe a little differently today. We're going to end off with an original piece that I wrote called I'm a Survivor. And you all can go check that out on all major platforms by your girl. I'm a Survivor. Go check it out. I'm a Survivor. Hey. Uh, however, I cannot end without acknowledging or paying homage to those who did not survive 2020. Mm. So I just want to say... If you were on the verge yourself or lost a family member due to COVID, I want to say 
Grieve how you want to grieve. Take your time in the healing process. Keep your head up. Continue to thrive and know that you got this and God got you. So I, I definitely want to just end on that. Keep living. Keep living. Keep living. So with that being said, you can catch us on the next episode of Are you gonna rise or are you gonna fall?